the search for identity, that which uh, suits best to this uh, real self that you're discovering. If you know yourself well enough, then you discover what you are best suited for, and then that is what makes you happiest, too. Self-actualization uh, means the making real of the inner self, and that means what you love, what you're interested in, what excites you, what fascinates you, and that is the cause outside yourself, which paradoxically then becomes a defining characteristic of the self. Welcome to the Maslow Peak Podcast, presented by Spring State Media Group. I'm your host, Brett Griffin, and our guest today is Keith Longo, singer and songwriter for the Los Angeles rock band Flights Over Phoenix. I saw Keith and his band perform at the Peppermint Club in L.A. a couple weeks ago, met Keith and asked him if he'd be interested in coming on the show to talk about his journey, and he graciously said yes. Flights Over Phoenix can be found on Twitter at flights underscore over PHX, on Instagram at flights over Phoenix, and on the web at flightsoverphoenixband.com. Their EP, When I Come Down, can be found right now on iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Keith, thanks for coming on the show. Thank you. Thank you, Brett, for having me. I'm excited to be on with you. Awesome. Thanks a lot. Yeah, I really enjoyed seeing you guys play. Uh, I know you haven't had a ton of shows, which we're going to dig into, but you guys definitely had good stage presence, and you had a vision of what you wanted to do when you got up there, and a lot of bands starting out don't really have that. So uh, it was... Oh, thank you. Yeah, it was Yeah, good. we... Uh... Something we definitely uh, are aiming towards, so that's nice to hear. Thank you. Yeah, it's always good to see people up there with confidence, you know, not flailing around and not all awkward. I mean, you came up, you knew what you <laughs> wanted to do, you did it, and and it, successfully. So. Yeah, the confidence is sometimes feigned, but you know, show business. <laughs> so you got to do what you got to do. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about flights. So flights started um, as a project of mine back in like 2011. I'm originally from the East Coast, Boston area, and um, originally it was called Lights Over Phoenix. I had a band out there, and basically uh, through a few different lineups, had the idea to kind of move west in search of some inspiration, both musically and just in life. So one of my bandmates and my girlfriend at the time, who is now my wife, decided to just pick up and move to L.A., Long story short, a few different lineups out in L.A., and uh, I found Chris Santillo, who's the guitarist in our band, via Craigslist, actually. Okay. And, uh, yeah, and uh, basically we started writing and jamming together uh, about three years ago. And the same thing, kind of have gone through a few different lineups, but uh, Jordan Juanez, who's the drummer, came into the mix about a year and a half ago. And the three of us have really just been, uh, we kind of hit a stride as far as finding a nice sound that we you know, the three of us felt like we uh, were doing justice to our musical influences, but also making stuff that felt right uh, in 2016, 17. Right. So, um, yeah, so the, basically we just uh, put our first EP out as this lineup uh, a couple months ago, which you mentioned. Thank you. Yep, yep. And, and uh, yeah, so I've been just starting the gig in the last few months. So, yeah, you cut an early gig, but that's pretty much the uh, cliff notes so far. Yeah, that covered my next question. I have to ask about the name, so that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, the name, yeah, basically came from uh, I'm a little bit of a UFO dork, and uh, it's a reference to the Phoenix Lights. Okay, yeah. Uh, yeah, so. I know what you're talking about, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've, I've studied a little UFOlogy myself, so I. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's interesting, you know, I, there's no way we're alone. I don't know that there's people in spaceships that fly around, but to think that there's no 
other life exactly. in the universe seems just naive and ignorant you know just just i'm not a math guy but it's just simple math right you right, know? <laughs> right law of large numbers you know yeah <laughs> over, over enough probability the probability of anything becomes 100 percent. you know so. exactly yeah. so yeah you mentioned that you know writing these songs for 2017 i mean i i don't know how i would describe your sound it's uh it's like a power pop savage garden meets early maroon five but there's some like or big stadium arena stuff going on there like how would you how would you describe it <laughs> that's funny yeah i mean honestly it is hard to describe i guess uh and i don't know if that's a good or bad thing but it you know we're basically just pulling from you know the things that we like i grew up you know in the 90s with that music so i love 90s pop i love 90s grunge rock i love pretty much any music from that time and uh you know i think all of those influences just kind of find their way into it there's not really a set thing that we're going for at the moment you know i think it's more just we find inspiration from uh, a song that we're listening to or a riff that someone's playing or whatever and mm -hmm. and just kind of try to write something that we like that we would want to hear and, and you know however it comes out is how it comes out there you go yeah yeah, and I've uh, I've listened to the EP a couple times uh, since seeing you guys, and I've had Hypnotize and Middle of the World stuck in my head for like three weeks oh, nice. now. So, awesome. so, so Good thanks to for know. that. <laughs> <laughs> like it or not, right? Yeah. So how'd you originally get into music? Like what was kind of the original genesis for you? So for me, uh, I've always had music in my life. Um, uh, I also was an athlete growing up, so really growing up, sports was my main thing. Uh, I was a hockey player. I played in college, and uh, I, but you know when you're in school, uh, where I grew up, you got to pick an instrument in fifth grade. So mm -hmm. I just kind of defaulted to drums because they looked cool, and uh, you know I had an older brother that was kind of artsy and super into music, and you know so I'd always listen to the the bands he was listening to, and I would try to play drums to those songs, you mm -hmm. know, Nirvana, REM. And then I went to high school, and um, one of my best friends, who I didn't even realize for the first two months that I knew him uh, at boarding school, started singing one day, and he was, like, really good. And I'd never heard anybody but my age sing like that. He sang like uh, – he sounded like a 40-year-old blues singer. Like, it was the coolest thing I'd ever seen. <laughs> and I was like, dude, we should start a band. Like, I play drums. So long story short, we started a band. And uh, and then kind of just through that process um, of playing drums and we started writing songs, I kind of really fell in love with writing songs. Mm -hmm. And uh, that led to me eventually kind of just buying a cheap guitar and learning some chords and just like starting, just like had a little laptop and just kind of started putting songs down. And I really couldn't sing that well, but I was like, you know, if I just keep going, I'll just keep practicing, keep practicing. And the more I would practice, I would get a little better and yep. a little better. Yeah, you got to work then, at uh, it. Yeah, you know, and then uh, over time, it was kind of just like uh, I had kind of finished. My hockey career was coming to a halt. I was like, well, what do I, what else do I want to do? And I had always, dreamed about pursuing music but it was kind of a thing that felt like oh you know maybe in another life i can't i can't do that i'm the sports guy you right, know right. And, and and then one day i was just like you know what i'm just gonna i'm just gonna go for it like i love it it's all i think about and i'm i'm a little behind everyone else who has been doing it since they were like a kid as far as writing songs but i'm just yeah. gonna like dive into it so so yeah that's kind of how it started awesome and is this 
is a musician, you know, writing songs, playing music, is this your full-time work or do you have a day job too? Nope. Still got the day job. Okay. Uh, I work, I work as a personal trainer. So, um, which I love, you know, like obviously I would rather be doing music full-time, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, when I decided to pursue music as a career, I knew that the day job was going to come with it and I probably couldn't have the typical nine to five, you know, grind and still, you know, get home and feel have enough energy to, to write songs and yeah. do that. So I figured, you know, maybe I'll have to be a bartender or a waiter or something that's just a little more flexible. And then I was like, well, I have a sports background. Why don't I just be a personal trainer? So yeah. about six, six years ago, I decided to do that. And yeah, I've been doing that since. Awesome. Awesome. So what did you want to be when you grew up? I always wanted to be a professional hockey player. Okay. Yeah, that's uh, that's what I was working towards, and you know, I got, I played semi-pro for about a month, got cut, and then that's when I decided to just transfer the dream over to music. But I'll say that like I always dreamed of being like on stage from a little kid. Like I would always be, you know, in the bath the bathroom mirror with like a brush like lip syncing into the mirror you know like but i just never something that i was really shy kid and it was just something that i never thought i'd ever get to do in this lifetime you know i was like oh i just i can't do it you know and then i just went through kind of a transitional year in my life and uh started opening my mind up to like well why not why yeah. can't you do what would it this you look know? Like? yeah right and then just did it that's a that's something that's come up in a lot of these interviews is that the the hardest thing is admitting to yourself what you want because once you admit it to yourself then it's like well now what now I have to do it or I'm going to be disappointed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I think um you know a lot of people would feel a lot better to I mean obviously when you when you have those thoughts it can be very uh frightening to open yourself up to something you've never done but mm-hmm. secretly want to do, you know, and you kind of fear the judgment of either your family or friends or people around you that might be a little like, whoa, you're into that? Like, I didn't even realize, you know, but I think uh, for me it was probably the best choice I've made, so. Do you remember a specific moment or instance in that time, you know, coming out of hockey, trying to figure out what's next? Do you remember a specific time being like, music is it, this is the thing, this is what I know I want to do? It was always in the back of my mind. Like, I think um, when when I got cut from the pro team, in hockey, I think was probably, I don't know if there's one moment, but that was probably the main moment because I think, you know, for all intents and purposes, I was supposed to be upset. You know, I was supposed to be disappointed that my hockey dream didn't pan out, you know, but the truth, the truth of it was, is I had the opportunity to keep playing with, you know, a different team and I saw my life and what it would probably look like and bouncing around the bus and a minor league team. And I, I just, uh, I thought, you know what, I think this is kind of the excuse I need to kind of walk away from hockey kind of guilt-free. Mm-hmm. I, I, I gave it a good try. I yeah. got cut. And then, I, you know, I, it would have felt worse if I, if I just quit. But uh, I think because, you know, I got cut, it was like, you know what, now I'm just going to go full into music. And I was uh, really excited about it. And yeah. I remember, yeah, so I think that was it. Awesome. So what's a basic daylight for you now? Basic day is I wake up pretty early now. I have early clients, so like 4.30, 5 a.m. I'm up, and uh, I get to work by 6. And I usually work at the gym till about 1 o'clock, depending on the day. 
Um, and then I get home, and uh, Chris, my guitar player, lives right down the street. We usually meet up around three, and whatever we're working on, we work on till nighttime. So, mm-hmm. writing demo, uh, writing and recording demos, and or rehearsing with the band or whatever it is. Yeah, that's usually what the day is. Yeah. So you you're up at four thirty or five, and then if you're playing a show, you're out till one or two. What? <laughs> how's that treating yeah. you? <laughs> that's that's a rough day to be honest. You know, like I uh, I look forward to the day hopefully where I can actually sleep in a little on a, on a, a night that we go on. I think at the preferment we went on at like eleven forty five. So right, and I had I had to be up in a couple hours after that. So um, yeah, you know, I try to just not let it affect me because honestly, by the time we're about to get on stage, I'm exhausted. But Right, you know, a little Red Bull, and you know, I'm good to go. Yeah, once you get that energy, it's you know, it's <laughs> exactly. all on from there. But then so it, it's the it's the waiting, honestly. Yeah. Once you step out there, it's like all right, go time. But then you're but wired afterwards, that. and it's hard. I'm sure it's hard for you to just go home and lay down and go to sleep because you got to get up totally. in three hours. One hundred percent. Yeah, you you kind of feel the crowd and everything, and and yeah, it's it's hard to sleep after that for sure. I remember reading something about Ryan Adams talking about when he did that Taylor Swift 1989 cover album mm-hmm. and talking about how it came out where he said, you know, I'd been on tour for two years and people don't get it. Like every night at 7.30 or 8 p.m., your body starts getting ready to go on stage. Like it starts pumping out those endorphins and getting you ready. And I was just sitting at home and I was wired and I didn't understand why or right. what to do. Yeah. And I just started playing and it was in the project kind of came out of that. But. Yeah, that That's that hilarious. energy is hard to explain. And I remember being a kid and going to concerts and like coming home and not being able to sleep. You know, like what's wrong with right. me? I, I don't drink coffee. Like, what's wrong yeah. with me? And you're just you're just wired. You know, totally, totally. And it lasts honestly it even lasts into the next day. Like, it you know I'm usually that wired even in the morning on three hours of sleep until about two in the afternoon, and then you hit a <laughs> hit a wall pretty hard. Yeah. Yeah. So when you tell people you're a musician, what's their most common reaction? It's funny, you know, in LA, I work right in West Hollywood and because I think everybody at the place that I work is an aspiring actor, musician, comedian, something or other in the business. It's kind of, it's kind of like, oh yeah, okay. (laughs) You know, you're sure, sure you are, you know, um, (laughs) which is fine. You know, that's like the town we're in, like everybody's doing something. And that's honestly part of the reason I wanted to come here, you know, of course, it's daunting when you come out here and literally everybody you come across is some kind of artist. But at the same time, it's inspiring, right? Because you're around so many like like-minded people. So, but I mean, for the most part, you know, uh, whenever people do check out the music, you know, for the most part, they have positive feedback. So that's always nice. But um, it's funny, yeah. I kind of live two different lives. A lot of people I work with don't even know that I play music. So right. it's you know, it's kind of funny when they find out. Any preconceived misconceptions about musicians that you'd like to try to put to bed? Uh, no, I mean, I think I think you know any type of you got you can't go into anything with uh, you know stereotypes in your head. I think that's pretty much how I've learned to live my life. Like, you know, as a, like I said, as a hockey player, I was always into music, and so I never really truly felt like I fit in with the hockey guys. Mm-hmm. But then when I was transitioned over to the music world, I kind of felt like the like they were looking at me like oh this jock yeah, you know so i never yeah. never really felt like i fit in with the music right. people fully either right uh which is why actually i think that the guys in my band we get along so well because we we kind of all grew up in a similar way you know we kind of just weren't fully into music uh from like 
coming out of the womb. It kind of came a little later on in life, even though it was always in our lives. Uh, it wasn't our full focus until, you know, later, you know, late teens, early twenties. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, we get along in that way. Yeah. Do you have a creative routine or ritual that you go through? You know, you say you come home, you did with your guitar player, you guys start figuring stuff out. Do you have a routine or do you just make, do you write when inspiration strikes? How do you kind of go through your process? It is always different. You know, um, the hardest thing is to find that inspiration. Um, you know, obviously it's much easier to write when you see a movie or you have an experience in your life where you just have, you have all these emotions going mm -hmm. on and you're like oh I, this is easy i can uh, i can write something right now um the hardest thing is to just you know manufacture inspiration so mm -hmm. yeah there's definitely tricks uh you know sometimes i do i'll just like i've gone just by myself to a movie at times and just uh try to get into that headspace or i'll put on you know music that i love that i haven't listened to in a while um or I'll give myself an assignment, like what would happen if you, you know, mi mix these two songs and try to, you know, whatever it is. But yeah, sometimes it's very hard and you just kind of bang your head off the wall and nothing comes for a while. What I like to do is get, like go to random bookstores and random thrift shops and look for like, you know, like a coffee table photography book. And mm -hmm. then kind of make up backstories for the pictures, like what's going on in this story? What's Oh, that's cool. What are the people thinking? What, where were they before they came here? You know, where are yeah. they going? Things like that. Just try to, you know, kind of make an image in the head and then tell a story about it. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I think honestly, anything to just jar up some type of like uh, emotional response to, you know, to write down a phrase to then lead to another phrase and just then you're on your way, you know, mm -hmm. I mean, for, for a songwriter anyway, you know, once you get one piece and you can kind of start to see a path, then it's like, OK, cool. Yeah. But you can spend a lot of time looking mm -hmm. for that piece. Yeah, and the, I would imagine it's changed as you've, you know, kind of found the right band members and everything. Like, the the earlier stuff sounds like the creative vision of one person. Right. Like it sounds like the songwriting of, of a guy, you know, and it sounds, the the later stuff, the newer song you guys played, like, that definitely sounds more like something that you guys collaborated on and yeah. kind of wrote together. Yeah, definitely. I think, too, it's maybe evolution as of me, you know, mm -hmm. being a few years later, as a songwriter, um, I've found, you know, that years back I was kind of writing the same lyrics over and over. Not actually the same words, but the sentiments under it all were, were very much the same. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, and now I kind of feel like I have a lot of different things to say. Yeah. And, yeah, of course, it, you know, definitely helps having two other guys to bounce things off of for sure. So, um, yeah, I think it's definitely evolved. Yeah. And that's always been one of my favorite things is bands that, you know, you grow up listening to. And as they get older, you know, you can kind of tell each album what they're going through in their life and how their outlook changes. So it's always yeah. it's always good to kind of see that and kind of go through it with them, you know. Definitely. Yeah. So what would you say now at this point? What are you trying to say with your music? You know, honestly, it's I don't sit down and go, okay, what's the message that I want to give to the world um, with each song necessarily? But, you know, on a general level, um, my favorite music has been there, like, to get me through hard times. It's been there to celebrate. It's like kind of the soundtrack of your life, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, like when you hear a song that that's your favorite song, like, it can always just put you 
in a certain mood or moment, whatever that song was for you. Like if that favorite song is a sad song, doesn't mean you want to be sad, but it might, you know, trigger these emotions. And, and there's something beautiful about that. Not to sound cheesy. Uh, but, no, you know, absolutely. Like, absolutely. You know, there, it can just put you back in a place or a chapter of your life that, you know, that feeling when you smell a smell or you hear a song from a different time and you're like, oh, you have that like old nostalgic yep. feeling of that time. I remember where I was. I remember who yeah. I was with. Yeah. Right. And so I think if a song can be that powerful, you know, I, I mean, obviously everyone I know has a song like that or many songs like that. So my goal has always been to just write a song or songs that do that for people that either that somehow are part of their lives in a positive way, hopefully in a positive way, hopefully not in a negative way. But, you know, we all have the songs that are there through negative times. But, you know, ultimately, I think those end up being positive things. So. Yeah, I, that's what I was going to say is that I think your your message of positivity and getting through this and, you know, we're going to make it. I think that definitely comes through, especially in the, the songs I've heard. So I think, oh, thank uh, you. yeah, I think that definitely comes through. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that to me, I think right now, you know, is the, is the goal, you know, maybe at some point in 20 years, if we're still around, I'll be more like Bono trying to uh, save the world. But <laughs> right now, just, I just want people to really get something out of it. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. Yeah. What's your favorite song? Ooh, man, that's a tough one. But I do think I've narrowed it down in the last couple of years. I've just made a decision. I have so many favorites, but I'm going to say She Drives Me Crazy by the Fine Young Cannibals. All right, all right. Yeah. You know, like, I, I want to say something more meaningful. And there's a lot of songs that I could say are like, oh, like, that's a great song. This is really deep. But it's just a song that has never gotten old for me. It's just so catchy. And it reminds me of same thing like i was just talking about reminds me of a certain area of my yep. childhood and it brings me back every time i always dance to it i always sing to it so yeah i love it that was one of my favorite songs when i was little not gonna lie yeah yeah, yeah. not gonna lie that one and um who is it that's saying um i'll get over you that wasn't finding cannibals who was that uh, which I'll get over you. I'll get which over one? you. I know. Yeah, yeah, King of Wishful Thinking. That's no, like top five. Yeah, that is such a great song. No, I've always that loved that song. Genre. And uh, Newfound yeah. Glory came out with the cover of that a couple of years yes, ago, and it, and, I, and it just rocks. Oh, oh my god. Totally. No, honestly, I, I I I was just talking to my brother earlier today because that genre of music is kind of starting to like come back almost. Yeah. I've heard a few bands that are doing that type of thing and i'm like dude nothing would make me happier because i just love that stuff <laughs> both of those songs were around at the same time and i remember those yeah those were like my two jams that and um and george harrison uh um i got my mindset on you that was another one uh, i don't i don't know that one i got my mindset on you it's george harrison and in the video he's like in the cabin and like all the there's all the like trophy animal heads on the walls, and they're all like talking. Oh, man. I gotta singing. check it out now. And he does like a bat flip out of the chair, and it's it's pretty awesome. Yeah, those those oh, are my jams, awesome. like in like second yeah. grade. <laughs> oh man, I love that stuff. But that's the beauty of it, you know. Like especially with the way that we can listen to music now. Like I think that King of Wishful Thinking one you mentioned, like I forgot about that song yeah. until about ten, 10 years ago. I don't think I, I probably didn't hear it for you know. 10 years 12 years whatever it was completely forgot about the existence of it yeah and the, the beauty now is i just throw it on my phone put it on a playlist oh, yeah. and it's back in my life yep just like that yeah it's magic it's a magical time yeah so i know you're you guys are just kind of starting out and kind of getting on the journey here but what's been the biggest triumph so far if there is one 
biggest triumph? Um, you know, I honestly think just the fact that we're still doing it, like, I know that sounds like a cop-out of an answer, but, you know, even though we're, we are a new band, and I say new in, in quotes, you know, we've I've been at it with this project specifically for a couple of years. Chris and I have been writing for three plus years and, mm-hmm. and Jordan's been with us, like I said, a year and a half and uh, we just started playing shows. You know, it's been a lot of groundwork and uh, you know, it can be daunting to, to try to get a band uh, off the ground nowadays. There's so much stuff out there um, trying to, get a big enough platform for people to hear your music um it's it's definitely a lot of work it's 24 7 writing stuff trying to grow your social media trying to you know everything that comes along with it behind the scenes that um i think you know if you're not doing it you might not really think about right but uh so i think the fact that we're just like you know optimistic and and excited to keep going right now is probably the biggest thing uh so yeah yeah how about any failures or disappointments? Anything that comes to mind? Um, there's things, honestly, I, uh, there are things that I would do different looking back. Like, I think, you know, we've maybe waited too long to release things here or there, or we uh, have been perfectionists to a fault, maybe with releasing things or, right. you know, just things that hindsight can give you. But I, I wouldn't call them regrets. It's like a learning experience, yeah. you know? So, uh, no regrets really just things that looking back, uh, I probably would have done that a little differently, but you live and learn. So how do you define success for yourself and for the band going forward? I think, uh, that will be a, something that changes along the way. Hopefully, uh, I think people who have like a growth mindset always will strive to like the next thing, mm-hmm. but short term success for me with the band right now would just to be like paying my bills comfortably with the music you know like mm-hmm. no no day job like we're whether we're touring or you know publishing deal you know whatever it is that is giving us enough money to do what we love as our career um that's the short-term picture of success of course yep. i think once we got to that point i'm certain that it, the next thing would come would say oh well we want to have a number one song or you know, of course, like, you know, dead honest, who doesn't want to be the biggest band in the world if right. you're doing it? Or, you know what I mean? Of course you do. But um, but honestly, I would be happy and content with just, like, living a humble lifestyle, having it be my job as of right now. So that's, uh, that's my picture of success. What do you think it's going to take to get there? I think it, uh, the biggest thing is probably persistence and resilience, you know, um, I, like I have said, just kind of, it's, it can be frustrating and I feel like we haven't even faced nearly half the frustration we probably will if we keep going, you know, like I am sure there's many more like ups and downs we'll go through, you know, listening to a lot of interviews with successful musicians and stuff. The biggest thing that they talk about is just kind of that ability to get up and keep going and learn like along the way, you know, like don't don't point the finger when you fall short, you know, like be able to identify what you can do better and then learn how to do it better and then do it better, you know, and then uh, (laughs) it's just that easy. (laughs) Yeah. But, you know, just to simplify it, you know, but like just do that and just be able to say like, 
if you're doing the work, like if, if I'm working hard enough on my singing and songwriting and we're doing our best and continually, like I have enough confidence in us as individuals that if we just continue to work our butts off, like not that it's just going to happen because, oh, we deserve it because we're working hard, but like you're just going to have to like at some point. Yeah, that's how I – like the attitude I try to adopt yeah. is like if we just stay in it long enough, something will happen. And yeah. then we'll just we'll, – you know, we've, we've gotten better each year we've done it. So if we just keep going that way and keep trying to turn it up and, and learn – put the ego aside and just like keep trying to improve i think for me that's any that's the way i've approached anything in my life and it's worked out okay but you know <laughs> still still not there yet so i guess we'll see so if it hadn't worked out if you moved to la you know didn't find any band members didn't like the vibe the, the scene didn't like you you know what do you think mm -hmm. what do you think would happen would you be back in massachusetts would you you think you would have ended up doing the personal training thing anyway you think you'd be doing something else it's hard to say. I think, you know, I think honestly I could have done that, you know, because I just, like I said, I just stayed until I found the right people. I mean, it took me, I think, two years in L.A. before I found Chris. I just came out with the mentality like I'm doing this, you know. So mm -hmm. even if for some other reason I did move back to Boston, I think I would still be trying to put a band together and like or doing something. I, I don't know. I, maybe I would have found another I don't know, but I, I'm pretty sure I would have been doing music some way, shape, or form. Uh, my producer, Jesse, he has the saying he likes to say. He says, we ain't asking. Yeah. We ain't <laughs> asking. We're doing, you know? Yeah, totally. I mean, I think you have to have a little bit of that, uh, not ego, but just that bullheadedness and that confidence. Yep. All right, home stretcher. Just a few more questions I'd like to ask everyone kind of for a wrap-up. Cool. What do you like to do for fun outside of playing music, training people, and sleeping when you can? <laughs> I'm a big movie junkie. My wife and I uh, enjoy a nice lazy Sunday in front of the TV, watching movies or going to the movies. So that for sure. Uh, I'm a big fan of uh, MMA and boxing. So I uh, go to the boxing gym and box and kickbox and like to let out some aggression or frustration <laughs> or energy okay. on a inanimate objects there you go. and uh <laughs> yeah that's pretty much it anything you're excited about right now any movies you just saw books you read shows you're watching any bands you really like Ooh, the night game is a band that i just saw on um, i don't know what day is it wednesday <laughs> it's thursday well, I, I, I saw them this week I saw, I saw them this week and uh it's martin johnson the singer from the band boys like girls I don't okay know if you yeah 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 but he has this new project called the night game and my brother had sent me the single because he was like hey man this totally reminds me of you it sounds like phil collins mixed with sting like all that music we were talking about earlier that yeah. whole like early 90s late 80s stuff and i fell in love with the single went out and checked them out and they are amazing so awesome. uh yeah really excited about that uh, and yeah, that's pretty much it. TV shows, you know, Game of Thrones. Coming all, back. I'm all, Coming yeah, back. Man, you know, I'm a TV junkie too. So I'm, yeah, Game of Thrones. Can't wait. What's your favorite movie? You said you're a big movie buff. Yeah, man. The same thing. There's so many, but I think if I have to narrow it down, it's probably Gladiator. Okay, that's a good flick. Yeah. 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 How, how about you? Ghostbusters. Oh yeah. The first I mean, Ghostbusters. That, that's up there too. Of oh course. my god. Every yeah. kid has that thing that they watch every day in like third or fourth grade yeah. or whatever. For me, yeah. it was Ghostbusters, and it definitely, totally. definitely impacted my sense of humor. 
Bill Murray as Peter Venkman had a profound outlook, <laughs> a I, profound I have, impact on yeah. my life. <laughs> I have been Peter Venkman for Halloween probably five times, just to let you know. Oh so, my god! Yeah, yeah huge that's, fan. I mean, I mean, it's a good go-to. Like you know, like it, like you said, yeah. there's so many movies out there, but yeah, that's the one that like really got its hooks in me when I was young and watching yeah. it as an adult. Like I did so much more of the humor, and it's just it's it's awesome. Right, totally. With all that we've talked about, what inspires you to keep going? How do you keep yourself motivated? Uh, it's always different. I think um, what has been working for me lately is um, I like to watch interviews of, of successful people. And it doesn't matter who it is, if it's an athlete, if it's a businessman, if it's whatever, you know, there's always a common thread of people that have gotten to the top of something. And that is just like the ability to believe in yourself and you know, and, and understand what that means. You know, it doesn't mean that 24-7 you are like, oh, I'm the man. I'm, you know, I'm so good. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's backing up your conviction with work and with, you know, positive reinforcement. And again, just like uh, being focused on the task at hand and just not giving up no matter what. So I think, uh, you know, listening to successful people when I am having doubts definitely kind of helps me knowing that they went through similar ups and downs, you know? Yeah. Uh, you definitely yeah. just described the Maslow peak. I mean, that's how this kind of came about was I wanted to inspire folks that, you know, may not feel like they're doing what they were meant to do or may think that that dream they have is silly or not realistic, you know, interview people right. that have done things like that and hopefully inspire people to chase their dreams. And that's, that's yeah. exactly what this is all about. Yeah, man, I think that's great. I think, you know, not to sound cheesy, but you just have to do it. You know, you get one life as far as we know, but, you know, like you just have to make every day count because you just don't know how, how long you have. So that's I just decided very early in my life that if a nine to five job wasn't what I wanted, then that's not what I was going to do. And I was just going to go for whatever I wanted full bore. So here we are. <laughs> if you could go back to the start of the journey. Anything you tell yourself? No, I don't think so. Like I said, I think, you know, as much as there's been ups and downs in my life, overall it's been a pretty positive experience. And, you know, everything I've gone through and learned ultimately has helped me turn into the person I am, which, you know, I'm happy with ultimately. You know, I, I certainly uh, have improvements to make, but I have a happy life. And, yeah, I think I think everything you go through, um, is a learning experience. So no, I would just say, do your thing. <laughs> Any last words of advice? Yeah. Uh, like just not to beat a dead horse. I think at the end of the day, just uh, believe in yourself. And I, it's such a, I hate to even put it that way because it's like, Oh, believe in yourself. Like it's that easy, but do the things on a daily basis that, uh, that move you towards whatever it is that you want to do. Even when you don't want to do it, just, just, take some action no matter how big or small to move yourself forward because if you're not moving forward you're moving backwards that's great advice well Keith this has been awesome uh thanks for coming on the show I I really enjoyed seeing you guys a couple weeks ago you guys write good songs you execute them well your stage presence is there I'm I'm excited to see what's next for you guys because I know you guys are kind of at the start of the journey and I think you got big things coming up well thank you Brett I appreciate you having me I think this is a really cool podcast so thank you I appreciate honor, it honored to be on it yeah thank you 
Sodian Flights Over Phoenix can be found on Twitter, flights underscore over PHX, on Instagram, flights over Phoenix, and flightsoverphoenixband.com. Their EP, When I Come Down, is awesome, and it's available right now on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Spotify. Keith, thanks for coming on the show. Thank you. This has been the Maslow Pete Podcast, presented by Spring State Media Group. Our producer is Jesse Edmond. If you like what you heard today, you can find all of our episodes on the web at themaslowpeak.com. You can subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, or SoundCloud, and have new episodes automatically pushed to you. And if you can rate and review the show, that helps us a lot. You can check us out on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook, at the Maslow Peak, and we'll be back next week. Thanks for listening. <laughs>